He works out. He is a Christian rapper. He's 27 years old. He's a newly ordained Catholic priest, Father Joshua Johnson. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. This is Bear Wozniak, your adventure guide, bringing you the bold standard of radio. I want to talk to uh, two groups of people today. I know some of you have been listening to the show, this station, for a while. Maybe some of you have just happened to be scanning the dial and you happen to pick up this show. We have a saying as surfers, you know, we, we do the show out of Hawaii. I live in Waikiki right on the beach. We have a saying, if you're not surfing, what are you doing? If you're not out there paddling and enjoying the waves and riding the waves, what are you doing? It's almost like you'd be crazy not to want to surf. We have another saying, if you used to surf, you never surfed. In other words, if you actually surfed, you could never give it up. And I want to use that as an analogy for where we are with Christ today. If you're not, if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Do you realize when you look up at the stars, at the creator of the universe, the logos, the son of God created you with meaning and purpose. He has created in you a desire, infinite desire. Your heart is filled with awe and wonder and yet reaches out naturally for something greater. And that, that greatness can only be found in the infinite God, the infinite creator. You know, the word desire comes from the word for stars. Lift your head, lift your eyes, lift your heart. Give your life to Jesus. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, to Jesus, what are you thinking? Why would you want to pass up the opportunity right now to experience walking with the creator of the universe. He made you for a purpose. You're not just a mistake. The Bible says, I knew you before you were planted in your mother's womb. God has known you from all eternity. He lives in the eternal now. He says, I know what I have in store for you. Plans for peace, not destruction. A future reserved for you full of hope. If you seek me, I will let you find me. But then he says, if you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me. If you're not surfing, what are you thinking? If you haven't gone out and paddled out and rode those big, beautiful waves, what are you thinking? You know what I'm saying. If you haven't paddled out in pursuit of God, like a surfer does, leaving behind the things of the world, paddling out, facing the horizon, looking for that next wave. If you haven't paddled out full of hope and full of desire to experience the presence of God in your life, you're wasting your time. You're wasting the gift of life. God has a beautiful experience of His love and a beautiful plan for your life. And now I want to speak to you, that other group of people. That group of people in the surfing world, we say, if you used to surf, you never surfed. I was down at the beach the other day and this guy was talking to me. He's about my age, totally out of shape. Shoulders are just sagging. 
you know, and he told me about how he used to surf. We're the same age, you know. And there's just this saying, if you gave up surfing, if you if you used to surf, you never surfed. It means you never really had a desire. You never really had that passion, that love, that experience of what surfing really is. If he had stayed with surfing his whole life, he would be in such a healthier condition right now. If you're a Catholic and you say, I used to be a Catholic, you were never a Catholic. That means you never really experienced the richness of the teaching of the magisterium. You never really experienced the richness of the Eucharist. You got divorced and you thought the church would be hard on you and you never went through your annulment process. You never went to seek out the merciful, fatherly love of the church. You found excuses to turn your back. Someone at the church didn't treat you right. A priest didn't treat you right. People in the church gossiped. Something wasn't right about the way you were taught your catechism or we went to Catholic school. And some of the teachings seemed to be hard and you didn't understand. And so when you went, as you grew up and became in high school and college, you drifted and you drifted and you drifted. If you used to surf, you never surfed. Come back to the Catholic Church. Come back to your faith and experience for the first time in a new way the freshness of the reality of Jesus in the sacraments. Go to confession today. Now is the acceptable hour of salvation. Go to confession today. I even dare you, if you're a non-Catholic, go into a Catholic church, go into the confessional booth and say, Father, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Help me. I know that I need a fresh start. I know that I need to have Jesus in my life. Go to confession. Experience the blessing of the releasing of uh, 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 grace of that sacrament. To me, going to confession is, is more exhilarating than jumping out of an airplane. There's nothing more refreshing than jumping out of an airplane and feeling that oxygen just flow right into your body. Well, going to confession is a little scary too, so man up and go. Take that leap of faith out of that airplane and you'll just be filled with the oxygen of the Holy Spirit. I'm inviting you to, to, to if, you, if you've never surfed, to surf. And if you used to surf, go back and surf again. I'm challenging you to go deeper with the Lord. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. We're going to be right back with the youngest priest we've ever, ever interviewed, Father Joshua Johnson, 27-year-old Catholic priest who, who, who raps and is a fitness uh, expert. We'll be right back. Bear Wozniak, Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Adventure Radio, where the surf is always on. Deep Adventure Radio has challenged you to accept the wild adventure of God's will. Now, go even deeper with Bear's best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. In story after story, Bear takes us along as he paddles deep, surfing alongside whales and dolphins and avoiding killer sharks. Bear shares his experiences of the ocean in an intimate and exciting way. We share in his pain, healing through God, and the joy of finding that deep, intimate relationship with him. As the story unfolds, you'll see how surfing has become the metaphor for the journey toward intimacy with God. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul, will stir your own desire to go deeper into your faith. Order it today at DeepAdventure.com for your own faith journey or for someone who needs to go deeper. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul by Bear Wozniak. Available at DeepAdventure.com.
EWTN Radio is drawing people of all races, nations, and walks of life to the life of Christ. My father has a physical disability. Because of that, he cannot always make it to the Mass. Since to EWTN's airing the daily Mass, he's right there following along. With satellite radio, I can listen to any show on EWTN's Catholic programming. EWTN, truly the global Catholic radio network. Now, back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha, welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. You would call it Deep Adventure for a reason, because we like to go deep. And the other day I thought, I'm going to try to find the newest ordained priest. I'm going to try to find one of the youngest priests. And I'm going to try to find someone who raps. And I'm going to try to find someone who's into CrossFit. And uh, bingo, we found uh, Father Joshua Johnson, uh, Baton Rouge. You're, you're actually in LSU, uh, I believe, Father. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I'm assigned to uh, LSU's campus as a priest over there. <laughs> well, welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. We're so glad to have you on the show. It's a gift to be with y'all. It's a gift to be with y'all. I've heard a lot of good things about you. But we, we, you know how I found you is one of, uh, I guess, the gym where you work out doing CrossFit. One of those guys wrote to me, I guess he had um, listened to the show, and he said, this is where Father Joshua Johnson works out. And I go, you know, and he sends me a picture of you, and I go, i got to interview this guy, you know. And so tell me, what is this whole thing about CrossFit? Man, you know, I just, um, <laughs> I, I think working out, um, particularly I, I like CrossFit just because of the discipline it requires. Um, but at LSU, um, my schedule is so crazy with the students because we have 14,000 Catholics. And so... In order for me to have a disciplined routine of workout, I needed something that could really fit my schedule and something that could be quick. Um, and so CrossFit is literally it's something that's about an hour a day, you know, um, and it's intense enough to get my adrenaline rushing, um, and then I'm able to, to go about my business at LSU. And I really needed something like that where I could do it early in the morning. And, uh, and it, it's just good, I think, for me personally because it, it shows that there's a direct connection um, between the physical life and the spiritual life. Um, if we're not disciplined um, with prayer, um, then, then we, we can't expect to be disciplined, for, especially as priests, um, with working out, you know, and staying healthy. Um, and so uh, I, I just enjoy working out, man. I enjoy staying in shape. I was always um, into sports growing up, and so this is my way of getting my my, um, <laughs> my workout time in through CrossFit. <laughs> so we, you know, on our website, we have a little section called Fitness to Witness, and, you know, living in Hawaii, everyone in Hawaii is, I mean, honestly, most people are in pretty good shape. And we have our big mokes there, too. But it's kind of gnarly when we come to the mainland. It's just scary how out of shape some people are. And I, and I look at my brothers and sisters and I go, and I'm thinking, you know what, you're not going to be able to fulfill your mission. You're gonna, you, you know, you're not going to be able to have the quality of life. You may have the length of life. But they say two-thirds of deaths now are, 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 are lifestyle-related deaths, you know, eating the wrong kinds of food and not getting your, your exercise. The other day, uh, someone stopped me. I was walking along and he goes, can I ask you a personal question? I go, well, yeah. And he goes, well, how old are you? I go, I'm 61. He goes, I've never seen anybody with that much energy in life, you know, because he sees me, I'm yeah. surfing, I'm working out on the beach. Well, I, I you know, I, I, that doing that is being just being a good steward of my body because my body is me, you know, my, my soul and my body are this, are one. And yeah. I can't fulfill my mission if I'm not in shape. And so one of the things I wanted us to do today is challenge people to uh, 
to find something fun, something that they enjoy, and and start working out. And I also try to challenge people to to try to stay out of the ins- the inside aisles of the of the of the grocery store and eat you know fresh produce <laughs> and fresh meat. You know, we have to take care of our bodies. If we we have a we all have a mission from God, and if yeah, we're not you're fit, right. yeah. and I love the fact that it's called CrossFit, huh? Because it, it has to, to me it has to do yeah, with man, the cross. It reminds me of Jesus Christ every time I do it. Well, I mean, that's one of the things I do because CrossFit. And a lot of people know sometimes it can it can be a bit extreme, and um, and so it's very difficult sometimes. And uh, while I'm doing it, I often think about Jesus Christ being crucified. <laughs> well, yeah, it's and a, so yeah, it, it becomes a time of extended prayer for me. I mean, it's not my like my main holy hour for the day, but it is a time where I'm definitely like meditating on Jesus Christ. Like there's there's moments when I want to give up, and and I just think about him on the cross and how he didn't give up. And, and you're right, it does help us to fulfill our mission because. We need to be in, in, in good health, you know, for the Lord, for the kingdom of God, so that we can last longer. Um, John Paul II was a tremendous athlete, and he was able to do so much work for the Lord because he was in good health. Um, and so, and so, because of the, the fact that he took care of himself, he was able to help so many other people. If he was out of shape, then then it wouldn't work. But I often I find that um, a lot of my students at LSU they respond um, to to uh, especially the fact that I do CrossFit, because I'm able to show them like that there are direct connections with, with virtue and vice and, and the spiritual life and, and how do we and, and how do we discipline ourselves with our study, with our workout, with our social life. And um, I often tell kids, because you hear a lot of desires all the time on the college campus, kids are like, man, you know, I just, I, I desire, I desire to be holy or I desire to be, to be chaste, you know. I'm just, I just, I can't or whatever. And I'm like, look, there's, what you're saying right now is foundational. You have the desire. That's good. But, like, a person who is seriously out of shape can have the desire to, to be healthy. But if all they do is sit on the couch every day and, and eat potato chips and watch Lifetime, <laughs> you know, like, nothing's going to happen. All right? The desire is not enough. God calls us to build good habits. Right? And those habits are the actions that are going to take time to develop. But we're going to do them over and over and over again before we can expect to see any results. And they're very difficult sometimes. And so it's the same thing just like with that, the physical life, with the spiritual life. If you desire to be virtuous, then you got to start building those virtuous habits over and over and over again. And over time, you're going to see the results. Over time, you're going to see the fruit. Wow, I can be chaste. Wow, I can be celibate. Wow, wow you know, I can uh, be humble or whatever, you know. Um, but it takes time. But to have a desire for it is not enough. We need to go beyond the desire and act on the desire. You know, um, I took someone out once. I think it was Christian Akoya, all pro running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was called the Nigerian Nightmare. He was over 300 pounds. I took him out surfing. Can you imagine? Yeah, he was on a big old 12-and-a-half-foot surfboard, and he was just ripped. He'd been retired for several years. And I said, how do you stay in such good shape? He says, because I have an appointment with myself every morning at 630 for an hour and a half to work out, and no one gets to interrupt that time. I, if people want to have a meeting, I say, I have an appointment already. Part of being a disciple is to be disciplined. Yeah. And we we have to be disciplined. You know, the reason why at 61 I can still go out and surf for two and a half hours and I still, you know, tandem surf where I you know, lift a woman over my head while I'm surfing, um, the reason why I could do that is because, I, because of a cumulative effect of a lot of little decisions to get up and start moving. I have a little Nike fuel watch on and it tells me every day when I've hit my 12,500 steps, you know, for the day. Uh, and, and like that last night, I realized, wow, I can, I was slacking today. So I got up and went for a beautiful walk on the beach. Had, 
uh, said the rosary, you know. And, and But I just, it was, in other words, a lot of little steps is what leads to a healthy physical life. A lot of little steps is what helps lead to a healthy spiritual life. Uh, yeah. The catechism says virtues, almost like a jet engine, when you make a decision for virtue, that propels you into the next virtue. And the same thing with our physical health. When you make the right decision to push away from the table, uh, my I always tell people you should be able when you're done eating you should be able to get up and run for a mile and if you can't do that you've, you've probably eaten too much you know so establish these little guideposts establish these little disciplines in your life um, before we change the subject from CrossFit uh, to the cross itself can you give us like what's a one hour workout look like for you that's the thing you really can't with CrossFit because every day is different because they, they, they try to do different things so your body won't get used to any any one particular thing. So, I mean, there can be a day um, where we do a bunch of deadlifts and pull-ups. Um, and you you like this. We do what's called bear walks. <laughs> oh, yeah. We walk like a bear. Yeah. Um, we run a lot. We do a lot of push-ups, um, a lot of rowing. Um, so every every single day is literally a different day. There's, there's no two days that are exactly the same because they want our body to continue to be confused. Um so we won't get used to anything. Um, but it's typically about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, um, depending on how difficult the workout is. And if it's super difficult, then I'm probably going to go a little bit slower than normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my, um, my sponsor, Onnit, uh, has a CrossFit gym right in there. Right uh, Onnit is my supplement sponsor, Natural Earth Grown Nutrients. And they have a gym right in their facility. And they use maces and battle ropes and kettlebells and yeah, everything. Okay, they, all that, uh-huh. do, you, do you do all that too? Tell me, have you worked out with the maces? With the who? The maces, they're like those, they're like the old war clubs that they're swinging around now? It, uh, it's, you know, the, my hour is, is interesting. We have, I have doctors, I have, I have cops, I have DAs, um, so it's, it's just, it's a bunch of just different people, you know? Uh, I, I typically go at seven, so I mean, it's, it's, uh, we have all different kinds of people, but I mean, every, every walk of life you would expect, you know, there's. There's one guy who's a lawyer, you know, one guy who's a young doctor, an old doctor, a cop, a DA, uh, and then, then the priest. Uh, so, <laughs> so here's what I want to say. It's a nice mix of For our listeners who maybe have just tuning in, we're speaking with Father Joshua Johnson. He's 27. I'm, I'm, I was saying for those listeners that are just tuning in, uh, we're speaking with Father Joshua Johnson. He's a uh, 27-year-old a priest. He's ordained uh, in May of 2014. Uh, he trains in CrossFit, and uh, we just wanted to kind of uh, get to get to know you a little bit more. Can you share with us? Uh, just take us back to what what kind of start us on that journey towards uh, your conversion to the Lord. Yeah, uh, well, I, I grew up um, here in Baton Rouge, and uh, I I was always aware my entire life that there was something that I was. I was longing for more. There was this ache in my heart for something, and so I tried to fulfill that ache uh, through sports. I played basketball my whole life, um, and even though that was fun, it never really satisfied me. And so um, I dated a lot. You know, I went out a lot, had a lot of girlfriends, and um, those relationships never fully satisfied me either. As much as I enjoyed them, there was still like an ache that was there, like yearning for something more. My mom raised my brothers and I Catholic. But we never really got the faith. And so I, I left the church uh, for a number of years. 
and continue to search out in the world for 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 the, this this happiness that I was longing for. So I I, I looked to sin, um, to a lot of different sins, um, a lot of vices that that also didn't satisfy me. And then I began to go to other Christian communities and and look at other churches, um, and and they didn't satisfy me either. And so I was like I was thinking I don't get it, God. You know, like I I am going to these these Christian communities for worship and for Bible studies. I'm playing sports. I'm dating the girls. I'm popular. I have the friends. Um, like, why am I still like longing for something more? Like, why am I still empty inside my heart? And um, after confirmation, because I had to get confirmed, even though I stopped going to mass, my mom made me get confirmed. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, after confirmation, I was invited to a retreat, and I didn't want to go on the retreat. So when the young lady asked me, I, I said, "Yeah, I'd love to go." And then after I said those words, I was thinking, "Why did I say that?" Because I have no desire at all to go to a Catholic retreat. But I went, and the night before the retreat, I remember saying a prayer to God. And I said, I said, God, you better make something happen at this Catholic retreat. Because if you don't, I will leave the Catholic Church forever. And uh, the next night, the retreat was going on, and at around 7 o'clock, I think it was July 26, uh, 2004, the bishop of that particular diocese, he exposed the Blessed Sacrament, the Eucharist. And I never believed in the Eucharist my whole life. But when he exposed Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, I knew that that was God. I, I knew that the, it wasn't just a piece of bread, but that that was actually Jesus Christ. And, and I fell on my knees and I began to cry because I, I recognized that, that God had been the one, particularly God in the Eucharist, who I've been searching for my entire life. And so I asked our Lord, I said, um, God, what is your will for me? Whatever your will is, I want to do it. And the first words I heard the Lord tell me were, I love you, which pierced my heart because I had been living in mortal sin for years. Like, I was in serious mortal sin. Like, it wasn't a gray area where it was mortal venial. It was mortal, the stuff I was doing. And I knew it was wrong, some of the stuff I was doing. And, um, and God still looked at me in the midst of my brokenness, in the midst of my sin, and he said, I love you. And so that really pierced me because I always thought growing up I had to do something to be loved. I had to be somebody to be loved. And he was just saying that his love was faithful and unconditional. Um, and I had never experienced it before. So I was hooked at that moment. And then right after he told me he loved me, he said, be my priest. <laughs> and I was like, heck no. Because <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, you know, I didn't want to be Catholic at that moment. Um, so I, I obviously didn't understand the beauty of the priesthood and the gift of the priesthood. And so I tried to run from it. For a number of years, I ran, and um, I, I ran. I tried to commit more sins, so he wouldn't call me. And he kept calling me, and so I began to go to an adoration chapel every day. And uh, I went to college, dropped out of college, started working at the post office, and I worked a night shift. So I'd get off of work at like 3:30 in the morning, and every single morning, in fact, I was there um, last night as well. I would go to this this particular adoration chapel in my diocese of Baton Rouge. And I would just sit with the Lord for hours and look at the Eucharist, and he would look at me. And, um, and after doing that for uh, a number of years, um, the Lord finally gave me the grace to say yes, um, to say yes to going to discern the priesthood. And I, that was uh, eight years ago, and now eight years later, I'm, I'm finally a priest in Jesus Christ. So, so that, that's like... Um Meeting a girl and the, and the, and on the first date you ask her to marry her. That's what you were saying to me earlier. Yeah, the Lord didn't waste any time. Yeah, he, he he's pretty um 
he was pretty quick with me, and I was like, Lord, like, slow down, bro. Like, can you at least try to woo me a little bit before you go there? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but the Lord, uh, you know, when the Lord loves us, his love, it's not a feeling. His love is, is like Thomas Aquinas says, love desires the greatest good for the beloved. So when he was telling me he loved me, what he was saying was like, all right, I desire your greatest good. Your greatest good is me. And the way to get to me for all eternity for you is through the priesthood, right? For the next person, it's probably through marriage or through religious life or whatever. For he was saying, but for me, like your easiest path to heaven will be through the priesthood. So well, the gift in, to get to heaven. You and, know, the, and the, I want to get there too because I can't wait. Yeah, I know. You know, I was walking on the beach last night praying, and I was thinking heaven just seems so close to me. You know, I was I was praying to Mary, and I was just, you know, I, I could, could just see her beholding her son. And I know my mother's there, and heaven just seems so close to me. Uh, we're talking with Father Joshua Johnson. He's 27-year-old, newly ordained Catholic priest. We're stoked to have you on the show. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about your call to the priesthood. And I believe in our next uh, section, we're going to have you do uh, some priestly rap for us, okay? We'll be right back with Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. EWTN is now on Twitter. Get short, timely messages from EWTN on your computer or cell phone. It's easy to stay up to date on a wide variety of topics. Pro-life news, Vatican announcements, catechesis, apologetics, the latest EWTN programming, and more. You can link to EWTN on Twitter from our homepage or go to twitter.com slash EWTN. At work, at home, at school, and on the road. Stay connected to your world with EWTN's Twitter page. You're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, the boldest hour of radio in the history of the world. Be courageous and take your relationship with God to the next level. Check out our website at deepadventure.com. You can sign up for fellow adventurer Bear's weekly email. Go deeper in faith with Deep Virtue Blog. Order Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. And follow Bear as he takes you on a radical adventure through calm tides, monster waves, and the powerful presence of God. At DeepAdventure.com, you can journey with Bear on his travels, find out how to bring him to your parish or men's conference, and accept the challenge of an intimate relationship with God. Tackle the deepest part of yourself by signing up for our Deep Adventure Quest retreats. The most radical thing you can do is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Find out more at deepadventure.com. For a complete list of the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network AM and FM stations across America, go to EWTN.com, look for the radio pull-down menu, and select AM FM stations. The list is updated regularly, so visit often. Again, go to EWTN.com, look for the radio pull-down menu, and select AM FM stations. Also at EWTN.com, you'll find out how to listen to us on the web, on shortwave, and in some countries on satellite. You'll find it all on EWTN.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue. Welcome to Shark Week. I think a couple weeks ago I shared that I'd had an encounter with a shark. And it, I was uh, about to paddle out and it brushed up against my calf or my thigh. It's called taking a pore sample. I guess he rejected me, didn't like uh, my taste, and he swam on. But he kind of surfaced a bit. He was kind of a pretty, pretty big shark. This was in Cocoa Beach, Florida, where the water's a little bit murky. And then a few nights ago, I'm walking along uh, the beach here in Waikiki, 
And my wife looks down, Talon looks down, and she goes, there's a shark. It was just a baby one, like maybe four and a half foot uh, black tip shark. But you could see it so clearly. There's no way that she was going to jump in that water when she saw that shark. Uh, of course, just a little one, not really much to worry about. But nevertheless, there's a lesson to be learned here. When I was walking out in the murky water at Cocoa Beach, I didn't know that there were sharks around. But when we were walking along the waters of Waikiki, the water's crystal clear, and we could see the shark like it was just right there. So there's a lesson here. Don't hang around in murky water. Sharks attack in murky water. Uh, they attack at night. They attack when they can come out of the, the darkness uh, when you're not ready for them. So don't go to dark places. There's places on the internet you know you shouldn't be going to. There's friends you probably really shouldn't be hanging around. They're really not your friends. Uh, there's bars or there's places you know that just there's relationships that you have. There's television shows that you know are dark that you just shouldn't be there. And it opens you up to the attack of the enemy. This shark is very much like the attack of, you know, there, you are in a war zone. There are demons all around you. You need to wake up and be on the alert. If your heart is focused on the Lord, if you're pursuing the seven virtues, there's a clarity in your soul. There's a clarity in your spirit that gives you a sense of smell. It's called the gift of discernment. When you sense there's something in the water, there's something there, a place you shouldn't be, leave. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue number 64. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, suffering in paradise for you. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. I have with me uh, as my guest adventure guide today, Father Joshua Johnson. He is 27-year-old, newly ordained Catholic priest in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He's on the campus of LSU. And, uh, you know, he, I got to know him because of some people that listen to my radio show that go to a CrossFit gym there. And I know that Father Johnson is known to rap every now and then. So during this segment, we're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, give a chance for him to rap. Now, I got to tell you, Father, when I was, uh, when I was in college, I was in a rock band. And then something real horrible happened. This was in the 70s. Something called disco came along. Disco, okay. Yeah. And around the same time, something called rap started to develop a little bit later. And I thought, you know, they got rid of disco. Rap's not going to last more than another seven or seven years either. It's going to be a short run. And here I think it's been like 40 years and rap is still, or 30 years, I don't know how long. Yeah. Rap is still, it's evolved. It's gone in many different directions. And uh, and uh, and so it's still going strong. I, I said we kind of end our segment with a rap, but you think you could. We can definitely do that. Why, why do we start it? Why do we start the segment with it? Can can you, what do you call that when I, when what do you call that when you, how would I enter yeah, freestyle. Can you give uh, can it? You freestyle? I started with a choice, something like Eve and the apple. When I was conflicted between sin and the chapel, I know, I know it ain't much of a decision. But when I felt the pain, my heart was torn with some tension. So I, I, I fell down on my knees and I, I began to beg the Lord, please, won't you come up? Me, I'm obviously struggling with sin and all I wanted some peace. And then the Blessed Mother came to me and said, my son, have a course to me and all your struggles will be done. Just give me your hurts, give me your pains and your wounds. I'm going to take them to my son. He going to heal them up real soon. Real soon, I said, you must not know what I have done. You used to live my life for me like I'm the only one. But then I began to hear the mother, mother say, come over here, son, and come on and pray. Hey, something like that, you know. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Now, Kev, have you ever uh, rapped from when you're giving a homily? Um, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, 
I'm pretty um <laughs> when it comes to the liturgy. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I don't I don't rap. No, I, I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have you know on occasion um related uh secular music right um to being on a college campus a lot of the kids are particularly they know about secular music and I and I think I'll just be honest with you a lot of Christian music is really corny and um and. A lot of Christian music, they, they try really hard. It just doesn't come off It's right. almost like they're trying to be cool, isn't it? And it just doesn't yeah, work. It's just weird. Yeah. And so if you look at a lot of secular music, what they're communicating actually speaks to the depths of the human heart. Um, and so, like, like, John Legend had that song, All of Me. And, like, if you listen to that song, man, like, you can hear Jesus Christ in that song. Like, and, like, what unconditional faithful love is like through that secular R&B song or, or Mario, Let Me Love You. Lil Wayne had a song out called How to Love. Um, and he was talking about how... Because we don't know how to love, a lot of people, particularly women, will give in to false loves, and they'll let men abuse them and use them because they just they just want to feel love. They want to be desired, right? That's that's a secular song from a hip hop artist, Lil Wayne, who certainly has some trash music out there, and you wouldn't expect for the Lord to be able to communicate through that song. But I find it to be a very powerful song, particularly through when I give talks. So um, I don't I don't necessarily rap for my homilies at mass, but I speak a lot as well at conferences, um, particularly for the youth and young adults. And so when I speak, I, I will rap and I will talk about secular music and we'll discern how is God communicating to us and how is the enemy communicating to us? Because there's no in between, right? So when we listen to, to secular music, it's either going to be something that, that God's going to be able to speak to our hearts through or the enemy's going to be able to speak to our passions through. Um, so we have to discern who's speaking to us. Uh, so I, I really appreciate good, good secular music. Um, and, and sometimes, in some cases, more than some, some of that Christian music, because some Christian music, man, they are just really trying hard, and it comes off extremely corny on the radio. Um, so <laughs> I, but God bless them for trying. <laughs> I, I remember uh, back in the hippie days, you know, the rock and roll days, and Hollywood would try to do rock in the movies. And it was just like, are you kidding me? You know, it just, it just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the same thing. But music is so powerful. It's a powerful way to really get past mental roadblocks. It just, you know, and just move into our very heart and our soul. And so I remember when I was young, when I was your age, man, I, I mean, I, I was in college. I had a strong conversion experience through the Catholic Charismatic Renewal back in 1973. And yeah, yeah, I, w I was leading so many people to Christ almost daily, you know. And one of the first things I would do is I'd say, you got to change the music you're listening to. I mean, we had some good Christian rock. In fact, a lot of those Christian rockers, uh, Daryl Mansfield does all of our music for our show, uh, mm -hmm. second chapter of Acts. Melody Green is still a close friend of mine. Those first 10 Christian rockers got in so much trouble because uh, of the syncopation of their music. But there was really good, really good music. And I said, you got to replace yeah. what you're listening to because that music... Uh, you know, it has a tremendous impact uh, on your... Yeah, it does, yeah. I mean, and there's some good ones, like Matt Mara, he's phenomenal. Um, Audrey Assad is phenomenal. There's um, um, even a Protestant brother, um, Will Reagan, phenomenal. But, there, but then there's just so many who are just, man, they, they try so hard, and they try to make their music sound secular, um, but they just put Jesus' name in it. And I'm like, man, what are you doing? You know, like, that is not going to reach people today. Uh. <laughs> right, so as, as we, uh, you know, and I think you're talking to people right now that are right where where you are at when we when we give our lives to the lord we need to it, it's a radical conversion i was sitting on a i was sitting at a at a all church rally uh and this was in thousand oaks and all the churches of the of the city came together for a worship i'm not saying all of them but a bunch of them did uh, spiritual warfare to pray and i for some reason got sat right in the front row and i'm usually the guy standing in the back and there were thousands of people there and there's this young guy i remember his name is dave aubrey he's sitting next to me 
never met him, and he's playing the drums on his legs. And I used to be a, a rock drummer. And I go, you play the drums? And he goes, yeah, man, that's what I am. That's what I do. And so I'm listening, I, you know, seeing him, he just, he just got music in him, you know. And I go, and, and so when the music, the worship began, and worship is spiritual warfare. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The psalms talk about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and so so when I, the music began to play, I began. I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, take your hand and get a hold of his heart and squeeze it and let him know that you're inviting him, that you're tugging on his heart to give your life to his life to you. And I looked over at him, and he looked like he would just he just worked out with an hour of CrossFit. He was panting, and I go, "What's going on, dude?" And he goes, "I don't know, man. Something just pulling at my heart." And I go, "That's Jesus. He's inviting you." to surrender all you are to him. And he goes, okay, okay, okay. And I go, no, you don't understand. You got to give up everything. You have to give up your music. You have to give it all to him. You got to surrender it all. He wants all of you. And he said, okay, okay. And then, and then he, we prayed uh, kind of that prayer of Augustine, you know, he gave his life over to the Lord and he just kind of fainted right there in the chair, just kind of slouched yeah. over. <laughs> and then when he came back, and at that time I was leading a youth group, and I was, I was drifted too. I'd, gone, I'd left the Catholic Church for a while. And we had only three members in that youth group. And I told them, you know, the peace of the Holy Spirit is going to come into your life, but there's going to come a time when there's going to be the fire of the Holy Spirit. So just pray and wait. And this young man came, and he began to bring his musician friends, and so many of them had to go through deliverances because they were actually yeah. they were actually asking demons <laughs> to help them to do their music, and they had to lay down that music. And we had sixty conversions in six weeks of kids who had never been to church, and deliverance, uh, you know, the real type of thing, just spontaneously happening, and uh, and they all laid down their music, and then after. You know, many weeks, the Lord began to let them lift up their, their instruments again, and they began to develop the most beautiful music for the Lord. It was so genuine and so from the heart. But we have to lay down our music. Like Daryl Mansfield said, his, his, his rock and roll music was like Moses' rod. You know, ro yeah. God said, ro throw down that rod, Moses, and it became a hissing snake. But then when God told them to pick it up again, it became the, uh, the rod of God, not the rod of Moses. And so we're challenging our listeners to... Uh, to to lay down all that you are to the Lord and and let him decide whether you are to pick that up or leave it down. You know, his, let yeah, his will be done. That's when we have to, to pray for the gift of discernment, you know, um, because God, he desires um, to speak to us all throughout the day. Um, and so the first thing we have to know is, all right, how much time do we spend with the scriptures, right? Because if we spend time with the scriptures, we'll begin to know the Lord's voice. All right, so then throughout the rest of the day, We'll be able to pick up his voice when we're in conversations with people, um, when we're talking to people at the supermarket, when we're at work, when we're with our family members, when we're just walking around in nature, when we're in the Blessed Sacrament Chapel, and also when we're listening to music. And so the Lord desires to constantly speak to us. So if, he, if we know his voice from Scripture, then we'll be able to, to know, like, when we're listening to music, particularly secular music, is this God's voice speaking to me? Is this going to lead me to virtue? Or is this song going to lead me to vice? Um, and that's, and, and, because that's the fruit of a relationship with the Lord. The fruit of that relationship um, that we is tangible is virtue, um, and so we know like we we're, we have a solid prayer life whenever we're growing in virtue. We know we need to adjust some things in our in our relationship with the Lord whenever we're growing in vice. Um, and so you can listen to to, to some music um, like there's a rapper named Ludacris, right? And his music typically is very trashy. Um, he has songs that, that that talk about violence, and if you listen to it, I promise you, it will affect your emotions, and you will want to get violent and go fight somebody the beat to it and that the, the lyrics are just are pushing you to, to violence so so that's obviously not of the lord like that's a quick discernment where okay this is leading me to a vice it's not of jesus um but then you may listen to another song 
like uh, like like Mario, which is an R&B singer, "Let Me Love You," and you listen to it and you realize, man, like I'm perceiving right now that I am I am loved beyond all like telling right now. Um, and that's what the Lord wants us to know, like, cause, and that helps us to grow in the virtue of humility, which is ultimately not being concerned with how anyone else sees us, not being concerned with the opinion of anyone else, but only being fixed on God and God alone. And, and he does that. He allows us to be fixed on him by wooing us and telling us that, he, that we are loved, that we are wanted, um, that we are desired by him, and, and that, that nothing else will satisfy. And so, so, so those songs could be an experience of even prayer sometimes, like, wow, Lord, like, you're, you're really drawing me to you through this right here. So we have to constantly pray for the gift of discernment and in the practical way to discern is is to spend time with the lord jesus in the eucharist and in the scriptures so that, and obviously the magisterium the church teachings so that we can know when we're listening to things um outside of church teachings so like when we're listening to secular music or when we're listening to um, people in conversation we can we can hear his voice and know okay this is definitely the lord and then or this is definitely the devil because um, the devil's buying for our attention too. He wants our attention. He wants us to get our eyes off of the Lord and off of the kingdom of heaven. And he, he will do that um, through our conversations and through our movies and, and the music and the radio that we listen to. We're listening to Father Joshua Johnson, 27-year-old, newly ordained Catholic priest. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. Deep Adventure Radio has challenged you to accept the wild adventure of God's will. Now, go even deeper with Bear's best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. In story after story, Bear takes us along as he paddles deep, surfing alongside whales and dolphins and avoiding killer sharks. Bear shares his experiences of the ocean in an intimate and exciting way. We share in his pain, healing through God, and the joy of finding that deep, intimate relationship with Him. As the story unfolds, you'll see how surfing has become the metaphor for the journey toward intimacy with God. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul, will stir your own desire to go deeper into your faith. Order it today at deepadventure.com for your own faith journey or for someone who needs to go deeper. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul by Bear Wozniak. Available at DeepAdventure.com Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha, aloha, and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. This is your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and we have uh, Father Joshua Johnson with us. He's a 27-year-old, newly ordained Catholic priest, African-American, big into CrossFit, and uh, big into rap. And so, Father, did you want to hear me uh, do a rap? I would love to hear you spit a few rhymes, bro. No, you're not going to ever hear that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do disco and I don't do rap. But there I want to I, I want to change the subject a little bit because you're so well spoken uh, about. I would like you know how do you go from being a 19 year old uh, kid who you know playing basketball and living I guess you would call it sex, drugs, and rock and roll or rap maybe you call it. Uh, to being so wonderfully formed uh, uh, intellectually and spiritually, uh, what is the formation process that that you went through to become a priest? I tell you, it's, it, we are really blessed in the, in the Catholic Church right now. Um, we have had some amazing Holy Fathers, particularly with Pope John Paul II, and Pope Benedict, and now Pope Francis. And so, Pope John Paul II, when he was Holy Father, he came out with this this program for priestly formation, which before that program that he came out with. Um, there was nothing that existed that was so specific on 
on focusing on four pillars of formation, which would be the spiritual life, uh, the intellectual life, the human, and the pastoral. And so he broke up into those four pillars, and he showed how they were all supposed to be integrated. And essentially what the, the basic gist is is that we come to recognize um, through seminary formation, or that I hope every guy would eventually realize, is that the priesthood is not for us. Right? Like this gift of the priesthood is not for me. Like After eight years of seminary formation, the one thing that one should come away with is that the priesthood is not for me. And what I mean when I say that is that the priesthood is totally for the bride, the church. So everything I do is for the church. My celibacy is not for me. My celibacy is for the church, right? It's to point people to the kingdom of heaven, that they can see a joyful witness that there's something more out there than sex. And as good as sex is, it's a beautiful thing in the context of the sacrament of marriage. There's something better that awaits us, and that's heaven. And so my celibacy should point you to look at heaven, right? Um, right? Everything I do is not for me. The, the fact that I... I daily I would, would go through um, purgations and examine myself every night and look at what vices am I growing in and what virtues am I growing in. I don't do that just for the sake of doing it. I do that for the sake of, of going through that purgation so that whenever um, I encounter my bride, the church, and they come to me and they're struggling with a particular vice, I can tell them, all right, this is, this is how you overcome that with God's grace. This is the virtue you need to try to cultivate. Um, so every little thing we do, the intellectual formation, we are immersed in Thomas Aquinas, who is just one of the greatest doctors of the church. He's a beast when it comes to his theology. He's amazing. Um, and so we, we immerse ourselves in that. We look at human formation like, okay, am I being a bridge to my people encountering Jesus Christ or am I getting in the way? Um, and so seminary formation now um, is it's really amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed my time in seminary formation. We had a great community. I've had phenomenal rectors, real men. Like the, the guys who ran those seminaries, uh, the one at, I went to St. Joseph Seminary College, Father Gregor Bouquet, dude is blind. He's a blind monk, and he's one of the most masculine dudes I've ever met in my life. Um, and he's a real man, and he's a real father. And he really showed me what it meant to be a father, the way he was a father to me. And then at the, the major seminary I went to in New Orleans, Notre Dame Seminary, we got this dude named Father Jim Wainer, who he came in, and he, too, I mean, just a man's man, you know? Um, and they really showed us how to, how to be a father, like how to be a spiritual father to so many how to, how to step up and, like, fight against the injustices, um, how to have a, a disciplined uh, prayer life, and, and how to be okay with being madly in love with Jesus Christ and being able to tell the world, like, I am so in love right now. Right? And that love is what's drawing me to make sacrifices uh, for my bride, the church. Uh, so seminary formation, honestly, it, it, it was one of the greatest gifts. Some of my best friends to this day I made in seminary and, and the, the times of the deepest intimacy I, I had with our Lord um, of just the time I had to spend with him in the Eucharist in that chapel and, and be with him. Uh, it was such a gift, such a gift. Um, very difficult many times because the purgation hurts. It hurts to be purged of attachments and vices. What do you mean by attachments, Father? Oh, man, there's so many attachments. We have attachments to, to, um, to gifts. All right, so like one, one attachment uh, for, for, for many of us, after we have conversions, the Lord typically woos us with many gifts. Um, and one of the downfalls is that we can become attached to those gifts and, and focus on the gifts as, a fo as opposed to focusing on the gift giver, Jesus Christ. Um, and so what the Lord does is he strips us of those attachments. Uh, so he strips us of those gifts sometimes. So we may have had a gift in prayer for many years, and then all of a sudden our prayer life is completely dry, and there's nothing we can do about it. And so he strips us so that we won't be attached to them because he's trying to mature our notion of love. Uh, because in a marriage, if a man loves a wife um, and she ends up um, you know, in a coma, she won't be able to give him anything while she's in a coma. 
And so if he can still love her and be faithful to her every day while she's in a coma, that's authentic love um, because he's not really receiving anything from her at that moment. So the Lord wants us to be like that with him in prayer so that we can be that way with his people in our parish. Um, so he would strip us, which is very painful, of every sensible consolation, whether it's people, uh, friendships, spiritual gifts, all that stuff he purges us of so that we can just love him for him in the chapel. And then by being able to love him for him without asking him of anything, we will be able to go and love our people in the parish, especially whenever uh, we give of ourselves so much to them and they don't say thank you or they don't show appreciation because it shows us that we're not in it to, to get something out of them. We're just in it for their salvation and their salvation alone. Does that make sense? Uh, you know, absolutely. We love God not for what he does for us, but for who he is. And that's who what the is. dark yeah. night of the soul. We love. Not for what we do, but for who we are. Yeah, we're not human doers. We're human beings. You know, it's Amen. a Amen. different concept. Um, you know, I'd like for you to speak, you know, by the way, Thomas Aquinas, the awesome, awesome dude, you know, and you and, and Augustine. And you don't have to be afraid. I mean, pick up the Summa Theologia and read it. It's beautiful. Uh, read it cover to cover. You know, and I listen to it on audiobooks. It's a free app and volunteers, you know, read those. You can read, listen to the confessions that way, too. But every morning I get up and part of my prayer life is I read one page of the Catholic Catechism. Now, I've read through it a couple of times, but reading it one page at a time allows it to go deep. And I, and I tell you, if you read through the entire Catholic Catechism, you can't help but have a, just a deeper uh, sense of formation and experience of the Phenomenal. Lord. But we have just a few couple minutes left. I wonder if you could speak directly also uh, to the African-American community, especially the younger, the younger people out there, and uh, uh, call them and all of us uh, to a deeper conversion to the Lord. Yeah. The reality is this, um, from, from our African-American brothers and sisters, and then also for, for all of my brothers and sisters and my sons and daughters, because I'm a father now, um, the reality is this, is, is God created each and every single one of us for no other reason than because he desires for us to be saints. Like that's why we've been created, because he longs for us to be in heaven for all eternity. Right? But authentic love never um, imposes itself on us. So he's just going to propose. It's like the revelation says he comes and he knocks. Right? He knocks at the door. Right? So he's knocking at the door of each one of our hearts, asking us, will you let me in? Father Joshua Johnson, our young 27-year-old Catholic priest, newly ordained, May 2014. We've got to have you back on again pretty quick. Father, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a gift. God bless you all. And we'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. Father, if people want to contact you, what's the best place for them to do that? Um, they want to contact me, hit me up uh, either through my parish, Christ the King. Um, my email is jjohnson at ctk-lsu.org. Um, and uh, that's the main way is through my parish because... Because uh, <laughs> you're a parish priest. <laughs> okay. All right. We love you, Father. Thank you so much for the gift you are to the church. Uh, we'll be back with more Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha. Hi, this is Father Mitch Paco of EWTN Radio, and you're listening to Bear Wozniak on Deep Adventure Radio. Surf's Up, real and radical ways to live your faith. This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers of DynamicDeacon.com with another episode of Surf's Up. The Catholic man is an endangered species. And unlike other species that are endangered, whose threat comes from the outside, as Catholic men, our threat comes also from the inside. 
you see a lot of men with their pants hanging down called sagging, which is really not a fashion statement, but shows that a man has no dignity or self-worth. We cover ourselves with piercing and tattoos because we don't want get people to get to know the real on the inside. We desire pornography and masturbation. We let our wives run the home. We're afraid to speak out against the evils of the culture. We are men that don't put God first in our lives, but instead make excuses for why we don't go to Mass or practice our faith. What we are lacking is an encounter, an encounter with the living God in the person of Jesus Christ, who is the perfect example of what it means to be a man. In other words, we must be like David. Now, David confronted Goliath, who was nine feet, nine inches tall, uh, and everyone was afraid of him, but not David. David stood up to the Goliath in his life. So I challenge you today, what is the Goliath in your life? What is it that has got you so afraid that you are stuck in your faith and you can't take your faith to that next level? So I encourage you to pray, to discern, and to continue to grow and love your Catholic faith so that you can overcome the challenges to be the man that God has called you to be. Surf's up. Go deep or go home. Now, back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. Can you tell I've just got this uh, in my heart today? There's just this, I don't know, there's just this fire in my belly. There's just a fire of the Holy Spirit in me. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, you are missing out. That is the total meaning of life is to experience God and to enjoy His presence. Go to our website, deepadventure.com. You can buy my book, Deep in the Way of a Surfing Guide to the Soul. You can subscribe to our newsletters. You can click on our archived radio shows. You can share them with your friends. You can go to any of the podcast apps and listen to Deep Adventure Radio. Just search on Deep Adventure Radio. And by the way, you can help yourself out by going to my sports supplement company on it. When I say my, they put me on their Hall of Fame many years ago, and I won my world championships in tandem surfing. They have radically uh, changed my life. They're earth-growing natural nutrients supplements that have just made a big impact on my life. And they're making a big impact on on our listeners. They've provided you with a 10% discount to go to their, go to our site, click on the Fitness to Witness tab and explore what they have for you. Or write to me if you want to know more about that. And they also, in turn, provide us with uh, support for our ministry. I want to thank you for listening to Deep Adventure Radio. This is your host, Bear Wozniak. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha! This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.